You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. To be secure in the knowledge that God is gracious to us. God is gracious to us. So let's open to Psalm 103 verses 1 to 14 and let's read starting with verse 1. If you have another version, then uh, please follow me. Of David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Again, David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always guide, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His steadfast love toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. As the Father shows compassion to His children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear Him. Verse 14, For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are thus. Let us pray. Lord God, thank You so much because we know that as we read, Lord, Your, your Word, we understand that uh, this Word will change us and will transform us and will also, Lord God, help us to know You more in our life. We pray, God, that even this topic about grace, we know that we can fathom this topic. We know that we cannot fully understand who You are. But Lord, thank You so much for that at least somehow a little bit we will know your attribute. And we pray, God, that with this, Lord, we will be truly grateful because we sinners, in, in your eyes, you have granted us the grace, Lord, to stand in front of you, removing, Lord, our unrighteousness and even cleansing us from all our sins because of the blood of Jesus Christ, your Son. Once more, Lord, we lift up, Lord God, your name. We glorify you. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people say, Almighty, Amen and amen. You may all take your seats, please. Now, speaking about grace, I, I believe that um, the counterpart of grace really is legalism. And again, in this church, uh, we don't practice legalism. I mean, legalism is something that uh, we dread and we abhor because we are not uh, living out our Christian life because of legalistic things in our life. That is why uh, when you uh, step in in this church, probably no, I mean, there's no usher or there's no pastor uh, gave you a note and said that, you know, these are the things that you should follow, okay? These are the proper clothing that you should, uh, you know, uh, wear, and these are, the th- these are the food that you should eat. I mean, there's no uh, leader or usher or probably, you know, pastor here that will give you those lists of do's and don'ts because that will be basically legalism. And however, of course, we also understand that God, you know, can speak to you and you know what is right and what is wrong because the Lord will be the one to lead you to do the things that you are going to do. And again, speaking about the clothing, for example, um, if you want to wear short shorts, it's up to you. Malaki ka na. Alam mo na yung dapat mong gawin. Alam mo na kung anong tamat mali. Then, I mean, you have to understand that there are people who might stumble over your clothing. And if you are already a believer, then 
Nobody will tell you what to wear and what words to uh, show off. Of course, whenever you have a shirt, hindi mo ilalagay dyan, you know, yung bungo. Tapos nakalagay, rock, tipong ganon. Okay? Tapos you call yourself a Christian because you're promoting something that is not, you know, that is not glorify the Lord. But if you are, again, I'm not also saying that, you know, every time that you wear clothes, kailangan may verses ng Bible palagi sa shirt mo. Hindi naman ganon, okay? Magsusot ka lang ng, uh, probably, coat and tie, tapos may verse pa sa likod, okay? Hindi naman po pwede yun. But you have to wear things in its proper, uh, I mean, this proper attire. The point is that uh, we remove ourselves from any legalism, even in the, in the area of food as well. I mean, nobody will also uh, tell you what food to eat. If you want to eat, you know, uh, our uh, blood delicacy, the Betamax thing, then, uh, or dinuguan, okay? It's up to you. If you want to eat it in the morning, after, and evening, nobody will stop you, okay? Or probably want to eat it during merienda time, it's okay also. If you want to do it, then you will find yourself in front of the Lord. Okay? In front of the Apostle Peter at magugulat si Peter sabihin, bakit ka nandito ng maaga? <laughs> Kasi kain ka ng kain ng dinuguan o kaya kain ka ng kain ng lechon. Hindi mo pinibigyan sa mo. Everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial. Okay? It will not give uh, benefit to your body. So then again, we have to always use our God-given wisdom. Why we are doing the things that we are doing. And Again, uh, I would say that, yes, God is gracious. God's grace is there, but it does not give us the freedom to do the things that, will be, uh, that, that is against His will and His holy will. So that's grace. And many, many also are uh, saying that you know, the grace of the Lord uh, is not uh, evident in the Old Testament. No, I beg to disagree, because in the Old Testament, it's not just purely law. Yes, we understand that the Lord gave the law to Moses, but it is also evident that grace was already mentioned in the Old Testament. Now, the word grace in the Hebrew word is kana, where the word gracious was derived, and it also means to stoop or to bend. That is what grace means, to stoop, meaning to stoop or to bend. It's like kneeling to a person. And if you are in front probably of a royalty or a king or a queen, and if you are in, uh, let's say, a British island or in London, for example, and the queen of uh, London, Queen Elizabeth, or the Queen of the British Isles, uh, passed by. And then, all of a sudden, this queen started to uh, stretch uh, her arms towards you and bless you. Probably, you will be surprised, you know, saying, who am I, okay, for this queen to really stretch out her hands towards me? Sino ako? And that's grace. And sometimes, you know, royalties does that. They will just approach a commoner and reach out their hand to them and bless them and sometimes talk to them. Parabang, you are very, very privileged because, wow, of all the people, this royalty just stopped by and talked to me. Parang ganun rin minsan sa mga naalala ko, there is this uh, pastor when I went to a, a province and preached to one of our Victory Church there. Uh, pagpunta ko roon, uh, well, it so happened that there are a number of uh, members, uh, church members, that it's their birthday. And they, uh, sabi ng pasa sa akin, uh, sabi June, ano, um, dito kasi sa, sa, ano, sa, I mean, sa amin, sa province, kapag halimbawang napuntahan ka na, pasot tuwan-tuwa talaga ang mga members dito. Kapag halimbawang napuntahan, talaga, sabi ko, oh, kaya nga pagka halimbawang na doon ka, uh, I mean, ano, tas na-invite ang pastor, talagang it's really their uh, honor for uh, them to be prayed for and to just uh, you to visit them. Kaya, eh, eh, ganun, nga, ganun talaga, no? Kapag halimbawang, because it's like, parabang of all the people, sometimes people are thinking, uh, ang daming, uh, daming yung congregation, tas and yet, uh, ako, yung, ano, ako yung parang pinuntahan nyo. Sometimes, Filipino has that kind of mentality. And remember, we are in a Catholic country ng tingin sa mga priests and 
sa mga pare is that kapag halimbawang uh, napansin ka, uh, parang you are privileged. And the same thing also goes even with the Protestant churches and evangelical churches that when a pastor talks to you, parang, you know, you are privileged. But then again, of course, we are always saying that uh, I mean, you can talk to any victory group leader because they, they also can pray for you. No problem with that. But again, that's the mentality of some you know, Filipinos, especially people, that when a dignitary or probably an important person talks to them, whether it's a president or CEO or manager, and then they stop by and just uh, spend time with them, it's their privilege. And again, speaking about this royalty, the same thing also goes with this commoner. It's like, who am I for this royalty to stop? and talk to me. That's why Dr. Donald Gray Barnhouse said this, love that goes upward is worship, love that goes outward is affection, love that stoops is grace. And this is how he understands what grace is all about. Love that stoops is grace. The Lord came here, the Lord uh, walked on planet earth and reached out to us, that's grace. Because how can a God who created everything, who is transcendent, who is also immanent, to come here and connect with this creation. I mean, who, who are we? You know, but however, the Lord really took the time to step in to our place and in this world, just, you know, entered time from eternity, entering time to connect with this creation. And that's also grace. Another Hebrew word for grace is ken, okay, or chen. This is favor or grace. It was translated also in this way. It is found in at least 67 verses in the Old Testament. That is why grace is not foreign in the Old Testament. It is already there. Some people are saying that it's not there or probably they, they are teaching that, you know, grace was only introduced in the New Testament. Well, that is not true because grace has already been mentioned during the time of Moses and during the time of Noah. Speaking of the, about the time of Noah in Genesis 6-8, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In other version, it mentions favor. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. The same thing also goes with Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you, have found favor or grace in my sight, and I know you by name. So Moses is also aware that God is gracious. The same thing also with David. It says also, in Psalm 103, verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious. This is what we've read. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Now, speaking about God being slow to anger, I mean, whenever we commit a sin, don't you worry because God is really slow to anger. And sometimes, if we sin against the Lord, then you will notice sometimes there's a tendency for us to also be shy to go to the Lord. Para bang ayaw natin dumapit sa Kanya pag nakagawa tayo ng kasalanan. Lalo kapag halimbawang humingi tayo ng tawad ngayon, tapos the next time, nagawa uli natin, humingi tayo ng tawad, nagawa uli natin, humingi tayo ng tawad, nagawa uli natin, for the end time. Nakakailang beses tayo. And what's the next move? You will probably say, Lord, I don't want to go to you anymore. I'm so ashamed already how come that I am doing and how come that I keep on doing this thing? I believe that this is not right in your eye. Lord, I don't want to go to you anymore. And sometimes, you know, that already is, a, I mean, um, a time wherein you will now be shy to go to a church and to be involved in, you know, a small group or a victory group. Why? Because you are so much ashamed of the things that you are doing. 
ayaw mo na lumapit sa kanya. So therefore, lumalabas, there will, there's already this guilt syndrome. Sinuritin, di ba? I mean, huwag ka na magtaas ng kamay, no? Pero paulit-ulit minsan. Nagagawa mo paulit-ulit. Now, we have to understand that we have different struggles. We have different areas in our life wherein God is dealing with us in the area of our struggle. And probably some of you, your struggle is probably internet pornography. Some of you, your struggle is really uh, cursing. Some of you, uh, your struggle is probably, you know, getting, you know, some things that is not yours. So, at, and, and the tendency is that to compare also with others. Lord, ballpen lang naman itong kinuha ko eh. eh. Kaso nga lang, ano eh, paulit-ulit na yung pagkuha mo ng ballpen sa kumpanya mo, nakakaipong ka ng ilan. Para sa, uh, ano eh, Lord, kasi ano eh, para sa anak ko lang naman ito eh. Assignment ng anak mo, kinukuha mo lahat ng mga papers at mga band papers sa opisina at inuwi mo. Kaya halos matambak na yung band paper sa bahay mo because of that. That's of course stealing at the same time. And again, whenever we do that, the point is that those kinds of things that we do does not honor the Lord. Uh, the, my point here is that whenever these things are happening to us, kapag nangyayari yon, and we tend to ask for forgiveness from the Lord, sometimes it prevents us already to go to Him. So what happens is that there's already this guilt syndrome. And again, we think that the Lord will be the one to accuse us. But the fact of the matter is that the Lord is not accused. Because in the book of Psalm, Verses 9 to 10, it says, He will not always guide or scold or accuse, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Now, I'm not saying that we use sin as a license or grace as a license. We are not using grace as a license to sin. But my point here is that I hope that we will not go to the Lord and use grace as a means for us to commit sin. But we will be always grateful, of course, because He is a forgiving God. And yes, He will forgive us, but at the same time, not do the things that we are doing because we are offending a holy God. I don't know if you have heard the story about these two young boys. Probably you can, uh, I mean, raise up your hand if you have heard the story about these two young boys who went to visit their grandfather in a province. Sino rito nakarinig ng kwentong yon? Na binisita nila yung lolo nila, magkapatid sila, tapos uh, it involves also uh, a duck, pato. May narinig na ba yan? Okay. Sino rito hindi pa nakarinig ng kwentong yon? Kasi ikikwento ko. Okay, yon. Okay, good. So pagpasensya nyo na yung mga nakarinig, uulitin ko ulit, ha? Okay, sige. Now, there is these two young boys, and the elder and the young, I mean, the one, one oldest, the, the eldest and the youngest, and both of them, you know, went to visit their grandfather. And then when uh, they went to the house of their grandfather, before even entering the house, this eldest brother saw this duck. And this duck is so nice that he got his slingshot and targeted the head of the duck. And after, you know, releasing that stone from his slingshot, boom, okay, the duck was dead immediately in a second. And then he went to the duck and then looked around and noticed that there's no one there. It's only him in the duck. And so what he did was to bury the duck. He buried the duck and quickly went to the house. After that, when they were eating their, uh, I mean, uh, meal, okay, during the evening, the lolo, the grandfather said to the youngest, Apo, uh, can you clean the, you know, the dishes? And then the Apo said, 
the younger said, uh, Lolo, uh, bro, I mean, Kuya can do it. Tapos sabi ni Kuya, why me? I mean, sabi ni Lolo, ikaw ang maghuhugas. Then the younger said, Kuya, remember the duck. And then the Kuya, the oldest one said, oh no, somebody saw me. Oh no. And so the next day, I mean, the Lola said to the youngest, I mean, uh, can you uh, get a pail? Yeah, and just get a pail of water so that we can use this for cleaning the dishes. And then the youngest said, uh, Lolo, Kuya can do it. And the Kuya said again, why me? Lolo asked you, then you go do it. And then the youngest said, Kuya, remember the duck. So imagine every day, there's also that you know, word, remember the duck, remember the duck, remember the duck, remember the duck. And sabi nung, ano, nung elders, I can't stand this anymore. I have to confess this already to my Lolo. He mustered his strength, went to his grandfather, and said, Grandfather, I have something to tell you. I have to be honest with you. When we visited your place, I saw your favorite pet duck. And I got my slingshot, and I hit that duck in the head, and I bury it without anyone knowing it. And I'm really sorry. I acknowledge that I sinned, and I know that it's not right. I'm really sorry for what I did. Will you forgive me? And the grandfather said, you know what? I've already forgiven you during the time that you hit the head of the duck. He was so surprised. You mean to say, you saw what I did? Yes, I saw you. I was on that you know, window when I saw you. You're burying that duck. And so the grandfather said, I forgive you. And so the kuya, no, he was released from any you know, guilt anymore and any condemnation. And so when the time comes, that when the lolo asks again that youngest and say, to that youngest boy, uh, you clean the house. And the youngest boy said, Kuya, will do it. And then the Kuya said, uh, you clean it. And then the youngest said, Kuya, remember the duck. Ah, no longer. I'm no longer you know, under your condemnation and under your guilt. I'm freed already. Because my Lolo, our Lolo knows it about, I mean knows already about it. The point here is that Ang demonyo ron talaga yung bunso. <laughs> illustration ng po yun, ha? That's just an illustration. That is what the enemy is doing to us. If you have sinned against the Lord, you go to the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Because if you will not ask for forgiveness and acknowledge your sin before the Lord, then the enemy will come and say, you remember the duck? You're raising up your hand. And the enemy will try to say, Pataas-taas ka pa ng kamay, di ba? Hindi mo nga binigyan ng parking eh. Yung ang kasama mo eh. Nag-unahan pa kayo. Taga-victory rin yun. Sometimes he will sing a worship song. And the enemy will remind you about certain things that you did between you and your spouse. Remember, you and your wife, you know, had a passionate discussion. And you even cursed your wife. How can you sing this song and how can you worship? That's why you have to go back to the Lord. Whenever you sin against Him, even though there's no one who saw you, 
right then and there, you have to bow down on your knees and literally ask for forgiveness. Say, Lord, forgive me. This is not right. I ask that you cleanse me from all my sins and release me from this guilt and condemnation. And I believe that I can stand here right now free from any condemnation and guilt because truly your grace is amazing. And so speaking about that, it, is, it will be a very interesting topic for us to understand the benefit of God's grace. The benefit of God's grace, first, is that God's grace forgives. God's grace forgives. The reason why we have this forgiveness, it's because of God's grace. In Psalm chapter 103, verse 1, it says, Of David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He again repeated and said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And what are those benefits? Well, one is that he is the one who forgives all our iniquity. Forgives. When he forgives, he cleanses us. Let me ask you, who among you here believe that you are already forgiven or you have been forgiven already of all your iniquity? Can you please raise up your hand? Now, do you believe that Jesus Christ is already in you? Okay. If Jesus Christ is already in you, can you please raise up your hand once more? Just a show of hands. Put on your hand. Who among here could say, and I don't want you to look around when you raise up your hand. Who among you here could say that you are holy and you are righteous? Raise up your hand. Iilan lang. Okay, mga bente lang yata nagdaas kamay. Let me just tell you, if you have Jesus Christ in you, remember, Jesus Christ already imputed on us or clothed us with His holiness and righteousness. It is not about our righteousness. It is not about our holiness. It is about Jesus Christ's holiness in us. That is why we don't work for our holiness. We don't work for our righteousness because it's Jesus Christ who gave that to us already. So if you have Jesus Christ in you, then that person beside you who believes that Jesus Christ is already in him is holy and righteous. Now, my question, do you believe that you are holy and righteous? Can you please raise up your hand if you are holy and righteous? At least dumami na. Now, remember the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son. I mean, this guy sinned against his father. And really, it's a, so, I mean, as the sin is so steep that he can't really even look at his father straight in the eye. He can't really focus on his father. And he acknowledges sin before the Lord. And also at the same time, in front of his dad. And this is what he said. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven, and before you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Remember, there is guilt in him. He is the son of the father, but however, he said to himself, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Siguro nandun yung bunso. Okay? Kumbaga, remind. The enemy is there to remind, you are no longer the son of your father because of what you did. That is why this guy said, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But however, notice also in the next passage, the father did not focus on what he said. The father focused on what? A different aspect. But the father said to his servants, he told his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. In other words, if I'm to explain this, it will take time. But the point here is that he is reassuring the son that you are my son. You have everything. Don't you worry about it. And the next verse says, And bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. This is found in Luke 15, 21 to 23. Now notice that, you know, it's really the grace of God is being shown here. 
that however steep your sin is, God can still wipe it and clean us like a clean slate, as white as snow, without any condemnation and without any guilt. And we will really be truly grateful to the Lord because of what He did for us and to us. The same thing also goes with the story of the tax collector and the Pharisee. The Pharisee was so proud about himself that he does everything that the law requires. He even compared himself to the tax collector. And sometimes there's a tendency for us also to, you know, to also compare ourselves with other people and compare other people to us and say, Lord, I'm not like that person. Siya pag umaatin siya. Hindi naman siya active rito sa ano eh. Ako, lahat ng minisid, hinojoin ko eh. Asher na ako, technical na ako, ikaw na. And, 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 you know, comparing yourself with that person, sometimes, you know, we become proud already. And it is as if, like, we can get the grace of the Lord by what we are doing. But however, the pride of this Pharisee was immediately shown by Luke. Especially in this parable, the Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust adulterers, or even like this tax collector beside me. I don't know if the tax collector can hear him, but the point here is that the tax collector is near the Pharisee. Hindi ako katulad niyan. Pag magbigay ng tithes, nabakakunti ako, ang dami, laki. Hindi ako katulad niyan. Kapag alimbawang nagpray, nagpipray, alas dosi ako, alas tres na madaling araw. Kumigisi ako madaling araw at 3 o'clock in the morning, katulad niya, alas dos nagpipray sa pagkain pa. Doon lang nagpipray. Samantalang ako. And sometimes there's a tendency for us to compare. And I'm sure that if probably both of you goes to heaven, you will also tend to be surprised and say, Lord, bakit ganyan? Unfair. Hindi naman active sa ministry pero nandito sa langit. Samantalang ako lahat ng mga ministry, ginoin ko lahat. Tapos kami dalawa nandito. Again, that is the grace of the Lord. I'm not saying that you, join the, you don't join the ministry. My point here is that we are trying to you know, understand the extent of the grace of the Lord. That's the grace of God. That's why the Pharisee said, I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get. And what did the tax collector said? The tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that's what the Lord wants us to have a heart that is so much humble in front of Him and not again comparing ourselves with other people. Because of course, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Found in James 4.6. Remember, God's grace forgives. He is able to forgive even the worst of all sinners. If God has forgiven you, then God can also forgive anybody. God can forgive anyone. That is why if some people hurt you, forgive them. If the Lord forgave you, who are we not to forgive these people? Pastor, ibig mo sabihin, kahit na malaki utang, hindi binabayaran, patawarin mo na. Imagine mo, ang utang niya sa'yo, liman libo. Tapos biglang ma-o-hospital ka sa stress, sa kaiisip, ang cost 50 mil. Patawarin mo na. Pagdating sa ganyan, sometimes you know, you just have to pray for that person. And say, Lord, I'll just choose to bless that person. I mean, you are able to even, you know, return back that blessing to me in a hundredfold. Just bless that person. 
I'm not, again, it's between you and the Lord. I'm not dictating, you know, these things to, to you. But my prayer is that learn to always forgive. Because if the Lord forgave you, then who are we not to forgive? Even your spouse, even your husband who did something against you, to you personally and to your children, forgive. Forgive. Because we cannot live this life with an unforgiving heart. Ang hirap pong mabuhay sa mundong ito nang meron pong problema sa ating puso at hindi natututong magpatawad. Patawarin po natin. Napaka-ikli po ng buhay natin. Our life is so short para spend po natin sa time ng unforgiveness. Tandaan po natin, we want to enjoy our life, our life here and enjoy, of course, the blessing of the Lord and also live a victorious life. That's why if there are people, some of us, who are not yet forgiving, you know, some other people, your loved one or your friend or your family member, call them right away, text them and say, I forgive you. I choose to forgive. And I choose to just appropriate the grace of the Lord in my life. Remember the Lord, he said here in Psalm 103 verse 10, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. If the Lord does that, then who are we to do that also to other people? We have no right to do that to other people. Let's always appropriate His kindness you know, to us and appropriate it to other people as well. In verse 2 to 3 of Psalm, aside from mentioning of you know, forgiveness, yes, we understand that God's grace forgives, but notice that this passage also connects forgiveness with healing. Forgiveness with healing. Who heals all your diseases. The Lord can heal every diseases. There's no question about that. But then again, I'm not saying that all sickness is a result of unforgiveness or is a result of sin in our life. Because there are sickness, of course, that is a result of our probably yung kapabayaan natin. Eh, nagpaulan ka, kaya inubuka, nagkasakit ka, eh, alaga mo naman yung sarili mo. But however, there are sickness that is a result of sin. And I would say when I say sin, it is sometimes sin of stress, worry, bitterness in our hearts. And right now, medical practitioners or doctors already acknowledge that. There's this one instance wherein this uh, husband, well, this husband knew that he developed a cancer in his body. And he's a, he's a believer but there was a time wherein he did not, you know, focus on the Lord and attended uh, the church for quite some time because of his busyness. But when he developed this disease of cancer, then he started to reminisce and started to go back to what he's doing in the church and went back once more to the Lord. And so he became so much involved in what the church is doing and at the same time um, just cultivating his relationship with the Lord. But however... His question to the Lord is this, Lord, how come that despite the things that I'm doing right now, how come that I still have this kind of disease and this cancer? And then he heard the Lord saying to him, why don't you tell the truth to your wife and tell the truth that you actually had another party in your relationship with her? And then he, that, well, again, this is for this person. I'm not saying that, you know, you do it, but this is only for him. And he said, Lord, if I tell the truth to my wife, I don't know what she will do. I don't know if she will, you know, decide to just 
stop our relationship and separate and just live our lives separately. I don't know what she will do. I don't know if she will forgive me or what. But because the Lord is so, you know, probably the Lord reminds him of, you know, telling his wife about the truth and just obeying. Just obey me and I'll be the one to take care of it. So what he did was to muster his strength again and called his wife inside the room and revealed the truth to his wife. And so the wife was really agonizing in pain and she was emotionally hurt because of the unfaithfulness of her spouse. Imagine that emotion. Imagine that unfaithfulness. But one good thing for the wife is that the wife is a believer and the wife chose to forgive. After the forgiveness, several weeks passed, months came, they went to the doctor and the doctor was surprised that the cancer was already gone and the cancer was, you know, there's no cancer cells anymore in the body of that person. This is a true story, by the way. You know, this is what also happened to David. David, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 32, 3 to 5, while he was in a relationship with Bathsheba, committing adultery with, him, with her, it says here, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. In verse 4, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. It affects him physically. Now again, let me remind, not every sickness is a cause of sin, but there are some. That's why we have to always... Be honest with the Lord. And what David did was to acknowledge his sin before the Lord, before Yahweh. And he said in the next verse, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgive the iniquity of my sin. Selah. That's why go back to the Lord. And when you go back to the Lord, be honest to him and say, Lord, I don't want the things that I'm doing. And I believe that you want me to just be honest and be truthful and just acknowledge His grace and be released from any condemnation and from any guilt. The Bible is clear when it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess or acknowledge our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember the word here, forgive and cleansing. The word cleansing in the Greek is dynamic. Tuloy-tuloy. To continue to cleanse us daily. Hindi nagsasawa si Lord na patawarin tayo. Pero kapag halimbawa naman na humingi tayo ng patawad sa Panginoon at pag ginagawa mo palagi, isa lang masasabi natin, parang ang kapal naman natin. Kapag halimbawa ginagamit natin yung grace ng Panginoon para gumawa ng kasalanan. Let's not do that. But let's always be honest to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Help me to get out of this habit of sin. Whether it be, you know, probably a habit that will pull down your physical body. And there are things, of course, that I won't mention anymore. If the Lord is telling you to stop that particular sin, stop it. Because the Lord wants, of course, good. He wants you, know, you to experience a victorious life, an abundant life. The Lord doesn't want us to be in that kind of situation wherein we will suffer eventually when the time comes. Punta po tayo uli sa Panginoon at lapitan natin siya sabihin, Panginoon, tulungan niyo ako. Hindi ko kaya to. I need you. Tulungan niyo po ako na baguhin ko to. And I want you to change me and transform me. Grace. You know, God's grace forgives. God's grace saves. Inililigtas po tayo ng grace ng Panginoon. We are not saved by our good works. 
the Bible also is clear in Psalm 103 verse 4. It says, Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. This is the benefit. Grace redeems. Grace saves. Martin Luther, five centuries ago, that's around 500 years to be exact, 1517. Today is 2017. 1517, that's 500 years to be exact. He nailed this 95 Thesis on the door of the All Saints Church in Wittenberg, Germany, trying to oppose, of course, and trying to reform the Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church is already steeped in a lot of tradition and a lot of legalism, and he wanted to be freed from that. This is after he read the book of Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that says, and, and let, uh, let me just mention, you know, being a monk, this is what he's doing. The practice of penance led to each monk subduing their fleshly desire where they do rituals to test their faith and endurance and showing their humility before their God. This includes fasting, manual labor, and sometimes sleeping on hard benches without any blanket whatsoever or sleeping or lying out in the snow, which Luther does. This is how they, you know, do penance. Para malinis sila sa kanilang kasalanan. Imagine, matutulog ka na walang well, sanay naman yung mga kababayan natin sa probinsya na walang ano, di ba? Sa mga papag. Okay? Sa kanila kasi, syempre, sa Germany, pagka natulog ka ng ganun, sakit, no? Sa ulo nila. Pero, point is that, in the snow, imagine matutulog ka sa snow nang wala kang blanket. That's really something. And that's how they do it. That's penance for them. For us, we don't do penance. Kaya nga tayo, hindi tayo nag, hindi natin, uh, uh, hindi tayo nagsasacrification, meaning, parang kinahampas natin ating sarili ng mga blade because we believe that Jesus Christ already did that for us. In fact, mas matindi pa nga yung ginawa ni Jesus eh. Yung mga ginagawa dito sa atin sa Philippines na mga uh, penitensya, cute yun. Yung kay Jesus, ang gawin nila, tingnan natin, aatras sila. Kasi wala eh. I mean, nobody can compare with what, you know, Jesus, Jesus Christ have gone through. The thing that they, they are doing is nothing compared to what Jesus Christ have gone through. And that's why I, I, we would say that, you know, in, in this case, Luther was opened because when he read, after reading the book of Romans in Romans 1.17, it says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And he connected that with the book of Ephesians. That's why we can say God's grace saves, because for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not yourself or your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works. Ulitin ko, not a result of works, not a result of works, not of your own doing, so that no one may boast. Para hindi ka makapagyabang. Wala kang magagawa para makapasok ng langit. You can do anything. Anything that you are going to do, good works, is filthy rag in front of the eyes of the Lord. Only the grace of the Lord can save us by faith. In Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans 11.6, But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. That is why don't rely on your good works. Don't rely whether you, have, you, you are doing the good works thing, whether 0.0001% of your good works, don't rely on that. In fact, I would say, and let me push this further, that even if, you, if a person relies on a 0.0001% of good works for him or her to go to heaven yun ang magiging way niya para mapunta siya ng eternal condemnation because you cannot add anything to the finished work of Jesus Christ there's only one work that can save us 
And that is the finished work of Jesus Christ. Not our works. Hindi po yung ating kabutihan. Palagay ko, magka, ma, if, if these people, if these people are in heaven, I'm sure many of us probably will be surprised. And if you are surprised, and if, if, you're, if you're saying, Lord Lugi, it's unfair. How come these people are there in heaven? You will probably react. What if these people are in heaven? And some of you will say, Lord, it's unfair. This guy killed 50,000 people. This guy killed 6 million people. This guy killed 100,000 people. This guy tortured a lot of people. It's unfair. I'm active in victory. And this guy just you know, went to spend his life here in this world for himself. But what if, for example, this guy, one of this guy or all of this guy, before they died, repented their sins, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, and received Jesus Christ into their heart and say, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. What if their prayer is like that of a tax collector sinner? Do you think that the Lord cannot allow them to enter His presence? Well, pag magagalit ka, ibig sabihin, hindi mo pa naiintindihan yung grace ng Panginoon. I'm not saying that you do what the things that they are doing. No, I'm not saying. Hindi ko sinasabing gawin mo yun. Ah, pwede pala. Gawin ko na rin. Yung ginagawa nila. Teka muna. But wait, there's more that I'm going to preach. Okay? Because even Paul, later on I'll explain to you, because even Paul himself, okay, it says this is the faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief or principal. Meaning, mas worse pa siya. He's the worst of all worse of all sinners because he killed believers, he killed Christians, he even dragged them and killed them, tortured them. Paul, that's Paul. That is why, speaking about the grace of God, the grace of God can save even the most wretched of all wretched people. And if you think that God is unfair, then you talk to the Lord. Kausapin niyo lang, Panginoon, pag nandun na kayo. Asabihin, Lord, Lugi. Pero, again, what we are saying here is that there are some things, of course, na hindi nila naiintindihan. Pag ang isang taong unbeliever, tapos naging Christian when he accepted the Lord, at the last moment, ang hindi naiintindihan may reward kasi pagdating ng araw. Yun ang mamimiss out niya. Kaya nga, I, I still bank you know, with, the, with the scripture when it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And speaking of the people who love him at nagpagamit ka sa Panginoon at talagang binigay mo ang buhay mo sa Kanya all throughout the years, you have no idea as to what God has prepared for you. Magkakagulutan tayo pagdating ng araw. Come on, give praise to our God. Kaya wag mo na compare Stop comparing. Sabi mo, kasi itong mga, I mean, you know, let me just be quick. Grace is not merely unmerited favor. It is favor bestowed on sinners who deserve wrath. Showing kindness to a stranger is unmerited favor. Doing good to one's enemies is more the spirit of grace. And that, that's what the Lord did for us. That's according to Dr. John MacArthur. And speaking about those people who gave their life at the end, halimbawa wala silang ginawa at tinanggap nila si Lord, halimbawa kunyari, sincere yung pagkakatanggap nila. At namatay sila, pagkatanggap, I, I accept your surrender, bigla namatay agad. <laughs> eh, sincere. Well, ito yung kukot ko na lang sa kanila. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only us through the fire. Naligtas lang sa apoy, kakanta lang sila through the fire. Kaya yung mga taong yun, kakanta. Boys, let's sing the song, through the fire, through the fire. Samantalang nakikita nila, 
tumatanggap ng mga rewards si mga believers. Samantala sila nakatingin lang. Oo, save nga sila. Pero again, I'm, what I'm saying is that grace ni Lord yun. Don't even contest with the grace of the Lord. God's grace can even save the worst of all worse. Kapag sinabi natin, Luge, tingnan mo muna yung sarili mo. Bakit ka nandoon? Again, ang feeling natin parang ang yabang naman natin. Sino ba tayo para makapasok sa kaharian ng Panginoon? Makasalan din naman tayong katulad nila. All of us. God's grace saves. What should we say? Should we keep on sinning? No. So that God's wonderful kindness will show up even better? No. Sabi ni Paul, we should not, if we are dead to sin, how can we go on sinning? Romans 6, 1-2. Don't go on sinning. Magpagamit tayo ng gusto sa Panginoon. Yes, grace is there. Pagamit tayo ng gusto sa Panginoon. Sino rito yung nag enjoy ka magpagamit sa Panginoon palagi? Araw-araw. Doon na ako. I would rather be of use for the Lord. God already saved us from eternal damnation. He continues to save us from the corruption of this world and He will surely save us from decay. This is truly grace. This is truly grace. Ramdam mo ang biyaya ng Panginoon. Sinililigtas na tayo sa lahat ng oras. And third and last is that God's grace satisfies. Are you satisfied with the grace of the Lord? We are satisfied with the grace. Come on, let's give God a praise. I mean, I'm fully satisfied with the grace of the Lord. Ang sarap. Ang sarap ng biyaya ng Panginoon. Kasi biri mo, ginagawa mo yung mga bagay na yun na ginagawa mo kasi mahal mo si Lord. Walang nagdidikta sa'yo. Walang nag-detect sa'yo ilang verses na, ilang chapter na ng Bible na nabasa mo. Wala, wala, wala masabi sa'yo. It, it really satisfies you. It says there, who satisfies you with good so that your, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Ang sarap, ano? Lalo kang bumabata kapag may grace ng Panginoon sa ginagawa mo. Hindi ka pressured. May mga tao kasi pinipressure sila. Pero tayo, hindi tayo pressured. Hindi ka pressured magbasa ng Bible. Hindi ka pressured na umatay ng church. Hindi ka pressured na mahalin mo ang asawa mo. Hindi ka pressured na alaga mga anak mo. Kasi ginagawa mo lahat ng yun because you love the Lord. You are doing all of those things because of your love for the Lord. You are not pressured to do those things. I always remind my children, you are not attending church, you are not reading the Bible because your father is a pastor, but you are doing this because you love the Lord and you are a follower of Jesus Christ. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation, says David in Psalm 91, 16. Remember, the grace of the Lord satisfies us. Grow in the grace. Second Peter 13, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let's always grow in the grace and let's be satisfied always because God's grace is sufficient for us. Yung dinadaanan mong problema, Yang dinadaanan mong trial, the trial that you are going through, God's grace is sufficient for you. Can you please remind that person beside you, God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for you. It's already sufficient. Kasi pag yung problema na yan, ibibigay sa akin, baka hindi ko kayanin. Pag yung problema ko ibibigay sa iyo, baka hindi mo kayanin. Kaya sufficient yan sa iyo. Tama lang na sa iyo ibigay. Kasi kaya mo yan, kasi kasama mo si Lord sa life mo. You are always with the Lord. Huwag tayong magkukumperan. Don't compare. Sana sa akin na yung problema mo, sa'yo na yung problema ko. Huwag muna. Don't exchange paper. But always rest assured that God is the one who's with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you, says the Lord. Let's all stand up right now and pray. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Because we are doing the things that we are doing because of our love for you. Lord, I pray that you will continue to remind everyone that it is not about legalism that we are doing this. It is not about works that we are doing this. But it's because of our love for you. 
if you're asking for prayer and you're saying, Pastor, can you pray for me? That everything that I do will always be with grace. That I will not be tied up with rules, with regulation, with legalism. And I will just move according to the grace that God has given me. And if you feel like, you know, there's a burden in you right now and you feel like, you know, you want to be released from that burden, let me pray for you so that the grace of the Lord can be seen in your life. Remember, God's grace forgives. God's grace saves and God's grace satisfies every one of us. If you need prayer in this area, raise up your hand right now. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will breathe, Lord, grace among your people. Let them move in your grace. Let them do the things that they're doing because of your grace. Worshipping you, lifting their hands, doing the ministry, loving their family, loving their children, working in their company, even doing the business because of your grace and because of their love for you. Lord, release them from any false burden. Release them from any legalism. Release them, Lord. And I pray, God, that whenever, God, they do the things that they are doing, it will always be with joy and with gladness and with love for you. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for surrounding us with your amazing grace. We can fathom your love for us as sinners. But, Lord, thank you that you save us. And we will not compare ourselves, Lord, with other people. It is our prayer that we will always grow in grace, knowing who you are in our lives. Thank you so much, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord God.